Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. All right. <clears throat> here we go. Everything's working. Everything looks like it's working. All right. Here we go. There you have a drink. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Good day, Mr. Joe. Good day, Mr. Matt. Good day, listener. Welcome back, dear listener. It's season four of of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. The disgusting fourth album. (laughs) Terrible. What fourth albums are good, apart from Kid A slash Amnesia? Amnesia. I don't know. Yeah, fourth albums are often a lull in uh, in, in people's, but not not for us, Matt. It, you know, this year, dear point. listener, you can you can expect more from us, more podcast demos. We'll be do, doing more demos on the podcast, making more noise on here. We're going to have more guest appearances from some of our favourite folks. Let's interviews more some of our wonderful friends from the community coming on and joining Matt and I. Bass Nerds is going to be returning with its own series. We're going to have more video supplements to the podcast on social media should you wish to broaden your consumption of what we do um we'll have more bonus content and mini series more me more mats more quizzes more jingles and just generally more nerdery which is uh, we're kicking it up a notch we are kicking it up a notch uh, this year and, and the reason being matt is that this is in fact the 10th anniversary year for guitar nerds I mean, not not quite for guitar nerds, but uh, you know, our original year, our first gear of the year ended year, as the GAC podcast was in two thousand and thirteen, and we've been podcasting all this time. So I'll I'll take it. I'll take this as our ten year anniversary. That, not bad. That is, yeah, I'd say that's not bad. Not many people <laughs> can say they have podcasted nearly every week hmm. for. 10 years for a whole decade 10 years of guitar where's my (laughs) youtube play but diamond play button 100 million subscribers (laughs) i will i will send you a play i was looking at our figures it's like a it's i can't remember what it what it was now like four million uh plays since but but it's it's annoying because we changed like provider we're on a cast at the moment dear listener they facilitate um, the podcast being available to you in all the various guises, wh- whatever streaming platform you listen to it on. But we've only been with them, I can't remember even when we signed up, but we, we've got like 4 million plays of episodes, which, is, uh, which is, isn't, nice. isn't too shabby, I don't think. 
Um, bonkers. It's an insane amount, but yes. So, so 10 years of guitar nerds. So throughout, throughout the year, we're going to have a a few specials, a few giveaways. We've got a a wonderful foldable Snapdragon guitars, guitar nerds, pink acoustic to give away. Uh, so we're going to be sorting, um, that out. We've got, uh, some, some more things to celebrate. Um, and, and you know, we, we want to do things to celebrate and to thank you lot, the lovely people who listen to us every week and make, make this an actual form of employment for me. I am internally grateful and uh, I think you're fabulous. So, so what's, <laughs> what's, what's new about season four guitar nerd? Well, yeah, uh, well, here's, here's the thing. What's new about season four guitar nerd is Matthew and me. I don't think we've ever addressed that before. We're 10 years on from where we started. And due to general life obligations, you can tell I'm reading a script here. Due to general life obligations, uh, Jay and Mark have stepped back from the podcast. But yes, everyone knew. I just thought it was worth addressing it. Although both are going to appear on Patreon um, special episodes uh, from time to time. And we're going to be doing our best, dear listener, to include you, our listeners, our patrons, more we're going to hopefully cover a broader range of topics throughout each episode and we'll have some new segments too so we'll see how that goes but first of all as i think we're going to start most of our podcasts we're going to talk about what we've been up to because we've had gear of the year we've finished season three it's been christmas we've inevitably got new stuff matt knight what have you been up to what have i been up to so um since we podcast actually i think we were doing gear of the year not long after i moved house i think maybe the day i moved house or the day after yes, i moved it, house gear of the year was was the most awkwardly planned thing for you because you had to do two i think half of it before you moved and half, and of, half it of it after you moved. after yeah i think you had to do one episode on the night that you had to pack yeah i think it was it was it was bad um yeah. but i got through it and here i am now in my new house or should i say uh my parents old house <laughs> yes. um as a stopgap before we we move on to pastures new um so yeah here for christmas got things set up got a bit more space generally means i've got lots of stuff still in boxes um you had to ship everything out of there like how how many boxes of pedals did you manage to i have six 19 liter plastic <laughs> boxes just with guitar pedals right. i have three under storage like 30 liter boxes with stuff that is bigger than a guitar pedal right. i then have is that all I your amp put, heads yeah i've got obviously all my amps cabs six pedal boards whatever it was and then uh and then i also i had loads of stuff like patch cables different jack cables uh recording stuff you know guitar maintenance bits guitar parts all that sort of so i put all of those in nicely labeled boxes and i have 10 of those of just like other bits what? and then my desk with everything on it i know it's yeah i need like drawers or something i saw i can't remember who it was i think it was josh smith like all of his pedals are in like you know um snap-on like cases for guitar not guitar uh car engineers uh mechanics they have those snap-on like tool drawers and they're sort of just deep enough that you can put loads of pedals in so he had one of those like really pro like snap-on multi-tool things and i was like that is cool because you just pull the shelves out and you can see everything you've got like your sock drawer you know you're kind of oh yeah i've got all these socks a sock drawer of pedals that's what everyone needs um but no the the first thing i did 
when I got here, one of the first things, sadly enough, which is something I never thought about when I was in my other house, was I bought a <laughs> a temperature and humidity gauge because uh, in the UK around Christmas it was bloody freezing, should we say, Joe? Probably not as cold as some people in America in the last few weeks, but it was by English standards. It got to minus eleven, I think, at one point. Really? Um, and this room that I'm in was also extremely cold. And I was sort of slightly worried about temperature and humidity. So I bought a humidity gauge and then slowly started to panic as it maxed <laughs> out at 85%. Um, so, yeah, this room that I'm in is pretty damn humid. It's 66 right now. So I've spent most of the last few weeks trying to monitor the humidity of my room because too much humidity it's not good for guitars um and everything started to sound i don't know if it's just that stuff had been in cases for ages i hadn't played guitar for about two weeks before i moved house um i decided to give everything a proper um a proper setup basically Um, everything so everything proper uh and doing it proper with the music nomad kit that you sent me um a couple months ago actually um Joe, it is a good did. kit it is a, everything it was, they do is great i really like that they have the little guides like included with the pack so i know you can get that information on the internet but it's very handy just to have well, it to hand you say that and i mean you know before i before i got this kit from you i'm trying to find this specific kit that you sent me but um there is a lot of information online but it's also a bit like and i'm sure most people can relate to this when you look for a recipe and you find a cooking blog and there's someone's life story for about 50 pages before you get to the bloody recipe yeah. and then you've sort of just like confused. Um, and actually the, the, the toolkit that you sent me, Joe had the precision setup gauges. So that's the, the nut gauge, the, um, it's got like a little, what, like a little metal credit card that does like string gauge and, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, a radius gauge. It also had um, a couple of other bits in it. And I basically yeah. followed the guide in that step by step. And my guitars have actually never played or sounded better than they have after I've done that. See, that's fantastic news. That That is actually what I really liked about Music Nomad is they made it really easy to understand. It was kind of, it, it was done in layman's terms. And I, I, I liked that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like step by step, but um it's you know it's like do this and do this and i'd never really understood like i know how to set an action i sort of knew about the trust rod but you don't really know how they all interlink or what order you should do things in so you're kind of like oh you know this is buzzing and you know is it the action is it the trust rod is it the the nut you know all of these things that allows you to test step by step um and just doing simple things like using the precision gauge to measure the radius of the fretboard and then radius the strings out against the fretboard it's just made like a world of difference to the playing yeah that, yeah and alongside uh you didn't send me this joe but i went and bought some because i thought you know what i've always used the age-old technique of a bit of quadruple wire wool to clean the frets, but I actually bought some of their Frine fret polish. Oh, yes. Um, and I would highly recommend that everyone goes and cleans their frets. Not only does it look better, 
I actually think it's made a difference in terms of how everything plays and just feels much nicer to play. Oh, it makes um, such a difference. It's such a difference. I was doing it. I was actually doing it yesterday. Um, I got one of the, uh, like I had one of the prototype Ashdown bases that we've been working on come mm. come through from China. And of course it's a, it's a prototype. So it's about getting roughly everything. It's more about sort of, you know, the presentation than anything else. But obviously mm. the frets, the frets, it was, they were like, when I was sort of trying to bend a string on them, they were so rough. So I pop the strings off. You've got that, that the, the frying, the music nomad frying set comes with those little, uh, uh, the little masking it's like protect. It's yeah. It's like, like they're knives. like protectors, aren't they? So yeah. there's three different thicknesses depending on your sort of your rough, fret size. Uh, yeah. Fret size. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you can just pop that over the top, put, put a little pea sized bit of the, 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 the oil stuff on there and just clean up your frets with that. It doesn't doesn't take too long. I mean, you know, it depends on how many frets you've got, I guess. But it doesn't take that long. And uh, I, I thought it made the absolute world a difference. It just makes everything actually play and feel really nice. And and it's one of those things that doesn't require any any expertise. Like setting up a guitar, at least you need to understand how action works and how intonation works and things like that. This is just mm. a very simple, easy thing to do. And ev- everything will be better because of it. Yeah, I think what you sent me was the kiss starter bundle the yes. keep it simple setup kit keep it yes. simple stupid kiss. Um, kiss your guitar although i realized that i have the precision gauge and the fret gauge but none of the tools that come with it joe so you must oh, really? have all the tools oh yeah i think i, I didn't give you those <laughs> sorry <laughs> so music nomad if you're listening please sponsor this podcast and give me a new keep it simple set um because actually i realized one of the things and i guess we've all done it joe is that you never throw away any Allen keys because you're just like, I just don't know what Allen key size I might need or screwdriver. And I've got so yeah. many like random pound shop toolkits with different Allen keys and screwdrivers and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But it's been, um, yeah, I spent the last sort of just couple of weeks, just, you know, one a night, just casually cleaning and restringing and setting things up. And, and that's made a world of difference to the way the guitars play. And it's just how it will fare in the humidity moving forward but one of the things i did finally because the part arrived in the midst of moving house was i set up my base six with oh, wonderful. the labella round wound strings i know you're <sighs> more of a flat wound man joe that's me and the um hardtail conversion plate oh i'm so excited i'm excited about how this instrument's going to be now well tell me so I can say it's probably the best thing I've done to it. <laughs> um, I just didn't really use the trem. I don't like the extended trem arm. I don't really like the wobbliness of that kind of Jazzmaster style offset trem. Um, and I was sort of, and what what it's done is, is actually because it's a solid bit of metal and it's bolted to the body, it hasn't lost any sort of sustain or or resonance. It's probably in some ways i feel like it's deadened it slightly which i like because it's not as much metal um it's a nice solid bit of um brushed aluminium uh it looks really good and there's labella strings make a huge difference as well i was gonna say yeah thicker gauge on because i put the Mm. what is it 26 to 95s is that what the labellas were i can't remember but they're 95 on the top yeah, no, ninety five on the top is great because it's something that would be say it was eighty eight or eighty five or 84, something. Eighty four, I think, is what oh, they are normally. Criminal! I can't believe Fender get away with putting that string on there. That's yeah. not an E string. 
yeah, it's um, it's made a huge difference. So I'd say to anyone getting one, put different strings on it and take that trim off. They're not a cheap set of strings, though. Those labellas, what are they're they? not. I think you probably pounds? have them on for a while, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think they were sixty quid. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the flat round set of labellas. I can't. Are they seventy five or ninety five, something like that. Yeah, they might even. They might be a hundred pound set. Certainly, like the I pay sixty five quid for a normal set of flat wound labellas, and they're a very mm. specific sound. I'm actually, you know, I'm actually moving moving back to rotor sound for my flats. Um, I bought a bunch Old of school. sets. Yeah, I thought so. I just thought, you know what? So many of my favourite flat wound players actually play rotor sounds. So why don't I? I play like Labella on some things, but Labella makes such old school flats that you get no sustain out of them. So it's very much like you've, it's, it's a one style string. Whereas Ernie Ball, their flat wound strings are kind of trying to be a bit more general purpose. You still get mm-hmm. that flat wound thing, but they're a bit more lively. So you could use them for rock or pop or mm-hmm. you can drive them nicely. But, um, but I only thought their flats were fine. Uh, if anything, a bit too lively, maybe. So I've gone back to rotor sounds, and I couldn't be happier. They're great. The other great thing about rotor sound strings is they are affordably priced. <laughs> they always have been. They <laughs> always have been. I always remember bass strings in GAC. Just we sold less, and they always got moved around on displays more. So half the packets were like buckered, basically, yeah. <laughs> like ripped, like torn cardboard it's like got a set of bass strings you're like yeah these ones have been in the bargain bin in like three quid or whatever (laughs) but the problem Uh, that rotor sounded is they 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 took years to realize that you probably needed to give some form of like um air proof packaging to your strings so they don't age for ages they just had them in the paper packs which were in a cardboard fold-out case and that was it there was no plastic on it so depending on how long we'd keep a set of strings on the shop floor really depended on the nick of a set of rotor sounds they've moved now to like the same sort of foil packaging that everyone Mm. else has but yeah yeah uh, well i've 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 switched completely to um didario really uh yeah i just i i I don't know. So it's amazing because everyone starts on Ernie Ball, right? Because yeah, they're the, that's the one that most stores recommend, and they've got the coloured packaging. And you're like, oh, and that's what you that's what you they're go easy with, to right? understand as well. Like I find Didario is tough to understand. They have, you know, everything's called EXPS six hundred six strings, yeah. and that's an eleven to forty eight. You know, it's mm. just ugh, I don't understand the naming. I don't understand the colour scheming. Whereas Ernie Balls, they their name is what they're going to do for you. So that makes me yeah. sense. Yeah, so I've yeah I've switched to Daddario on everything apart from the base six. But uh, honestly, a massive difference. Um, but also just doing a setup has made a massive difference. Um, you know, by 88 MIJ Paisley Strat, you know, I've sort of struggled with it for ages and I got it set up with one string and, you know, just, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. And I just took the time on it yesterday and just set everything up exactly how I wanted it and tweak the truss rod. And then I plugged it in today. I was like, I've kind of found the perfect set of strings. I've got the trim exactly where I wanted it to be. Right. And it's just like a totally different guitar. So, um, you know, not everyone is going to, you know, there's some things guitar techs can definitely do. And some people always take their guitars to text, but I think it's important for guitarists to understand how to do a 
basic level of maintenance on your Absolutely. instruments. It's like, I guess, if you can drive, which means you can't, Joe, <laughs> it'd be <laughs> like changing the oil or, you know, checking yeah. the engine. You, you um, should know. You should know a basic level of how to keep your instrument in, in a way that you want it. Like, mm. it, it doesn't have to be perfect, but as long as it's good enough for you, you should be able to get it to that that, that point. Otherwise, yeah. you know, it's going to be yeah. expensive for you. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, been been doing a bit of um, a bit of that. So, humid studio, trying to keep it dry, <laughs> and setting up <laughs> guitars at, at the same time. But um, yeah, not so much in the world of uh, of musical instruments. Although no. I did get a singing bowl. Here's a here's a live demo, Joe. Will this come through? I don't know. Ew. Wow, a singing bowl. It rings for ages, so I won't. Yeah. I won't uh, but uh, yeah, you know, gonna gonna meditate, Joe. Gonna be a little bit more calm this year, I think. Is the plan. That's great. That's great. Singing bowls are cool. Um, um, and then run I'm, it through I'm, a delay pedal and all that sort of jazz, <laughs> and we're we're there. Obviously, that's the uh, that's the next. That's my the parents next, are gonna yeah. be like, "What is he doing? What's he smoking up there?" <laughs> um, but yeah, what about your what about your uh, your Christmas time, Joe? What what's happened to you? Well, well, it's it's it, uh, the the break, the post Christmas break is always busy for me because I've got to prep everything for the new year for like all the companies that I'm you know making social media content for and 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 obviously for guitar nerds as well. And I always like to do a bit of a refresher for the new year. So I've spent the last few weeks planning stuff, the last few days making a lot of jingles and uh, things like that for the for the new episode and backing tracks and demos and resetting up my. Uh, my office so that I've got a proper demo station here. But most excitingly, and what made this uh, an awful lot of fun, is, dear listener, you might have seen this on the Facebook group, the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook. I did post a little picture. Actually, I put it on our Instagram as, as well. But I do have a Gibson True Historic 1959 Les Paul, <laughs> um, which, which is absolutely um, absolutely amazing it's a one of the 2015 uh models and um it, it what a fantastic guitar i can't fault this admittedly it's a lot of you know those guitars were went for around seven thousand pounds new they were very expensive to they say were, the least they were very they still do true historic or is that is that no is that do you know more? what i was just i was just looking at that because i was like oh yeah like so Let's just have a look. So if you go on the Gibson website right now, um, you've got a choice on custom shop of historic modern artist Marta, Ma- Marta? Master <laughs> Artisan and Murphy Lab. Right. Um, and under historic, you've got nothing that's labelled as true historic. So the only thing they do in a fifth, is according to their website right now is a 59 les paul standard reissue in washed cherry sunburst right well um it looks like i won't read them all but you can get a 54 uh uh you can get a 56 obviously the difference being the tail pieces you can get 57 junior you can get a 57 gold top so all the years of gold top you then go into custom you can get a 58 in bourbon you can then get a double cut they do all the carinas so the v the explore and the explorers then you go into the 59s 
Although what's interesting is they've got a Leroy Parnell 59 standard. So I don't know if that's that's like a mega flame top thing. Right. 1960, two different 60s with two different necks. And then you're sort of going into your SGs. And then the Theodore sits in that as well. Uh-huh. And then the modern collection, I think, is more like, let's just have a look. Your modern collection is like, oh yeah, the Access and the, oh, like, yeah. the Floyd Rose and the Les Paul, yeah, <laughs> oh the classic, the Les Paul, <laughs> and then the Artist Collection I think is obviously like the Adam Jones. Um, you've got the Slash models in there, the Peter Frampton, yeah, loads of the loads of the cool stuff. But yeah, no true historics. It almost oh. feels like actually, if you wanted that. Again, now you basically need to buy a Murphy Lab. Murphy Lab, yeah, yeah. But all well, the Murphy was, Labs are it, aged in some age, in some way. I think true, true. But this kind of predated Murphy Lab. The the true historics when they came out were the absolute top notch of what uh, Gibson did. And this is, of course, a Cherry Sunburst, a fifty nine. But um, the guitar is absolutely fantastic. I didn't want to tell the story on the uh, on the group. A lot of people asked, but I thought I'd save it for here. I know I didn't buy it. Uh, I didn't actually pay for for the for the guitar, dear listener. Uh, what what happened? The story was my uh, uh, my my auntie my auntie's sister's um, husband uh, had had passed away. Sadly, some some time ago. So it's. It wasn't an immediate thing, and uh, and he had a guitar, and my auntie's sister said she'd she'd tried to she'd she'd offered it to or, or a few people who had offered her like five hundred quid for it, a few friends, uh, but she didn't really know what it's worth, and she was like, if it's not really worth anything, then I was entitled, to, I could keep it, but she was like, if if it's worth something, it'd be great if you could let me know, and sent me a photograph of it and <laughs> i could clearly see it was a true historic uh <laughs> and that my auntie sister's husband had obviously done a fantastic job of not telling her how much he'd paid for secrets so so to be I, t- I told her what it was roughly uh worth and i am gonna be she, she was obviously completely over the moon uh with with that um you know if, if you can be over the moon with you know selling your dead husband's guitar but uh but <laughs> she she was happy she was very happy it was money she didn't know she'd have so um <laughs> so you so, offered her 500 quid, <laughs> Thanks for 500 quid. it's worth <laughs> exactly 500 pounds <laughs> yeah exactly but uh no i'm going to be selling it on the uh on the on my reverb shop on the harlequin guitar club reverb shop this year it just it needs a, a little bit of a setup and a sort out he put he played nines on it Ugh, on a les paul awful okay yeah Mate, action was, was super low you know if billy gibbons can play sevens i know i know, I know, I know. um it's, it's but uh yeah no it's a weird one with true historic because i think true historic was probably the last so when i went to a trip i went on a trip to nashville to the gibson factory to order true historics right. i think the year after they launched which was just before i started rolling which was probably 24 15. I feel like 2015 was the first year of. Yeah, so maybe I went out to order them the year they launched. I think there's a video on the Anderson's YouTube of me right. talking about the ones that I ordered. Um, we did like a, I think we did like a Gary Moore spec. So we did like some sort of paths with a reverse oh, very neck. Cool. And, no, it was cool. Um, a great guitars, but I think that was probably the last 
kind of really good run of custom Let's Pools before the whole kind of Henry leaving and the company going into class 11 or whatever it was and then being bought out and it is where it is now and that all seems yeah. to have been largely forgotten it's amazing <laughs> how quickly people are complaining and then com- completely forget um but testament to how much they've turned the company the company round but they were oh, great yeah. guitars they were really well built i mean the, you know the key things with those was the true long neck tenons they were doing the proper hide glue they were doing the yeah. aniline dye you know the carve on the tops the maple they were using all of that was you know I guess you can say the best it could be, but every year there's one that's the best it could be. Yeah, they always but, do it. But yeah, this is it's absolutely a work of art. I mean, it just, you know, it it, it feels like every bit a Les Paul should feel like. Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. And it sounds amazing. In fact, I've since since I've got it, I've recorded every single um, Guitar Nerds uh, jingle. So the intro jingle, dear listener, you heard at the start, that was all um, the true historic 59 Les Paul. All the videos, if, if you follow uh, KMA machines on uh, Instagram, all their video demos that I make for them, all the guitar so far this year has been... Uh, has been the, that 59 Les Paul. I reckon I can hold on to it for a couple of months before I have to sort of list it and, and, and sell just it. Just put, so. put it on your refurb shop at like £15,000. <laughs> no, oh, I still haven't sold it. I still haven't sold it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing. It probably, I mean, there is only, there's one other in the UK on, on reverb. Obviously, these things can be shipped wherever. I haven't checked over you know my reverb drop defaults to just show me uk stuff so i can buy it mm-hmm. easily and I, I just searched quickly the other day and so there was one other um uh 59 actually also a 2015 true historic and that was going for i think six seven something like that six thousand wow. maybe so basically if not you don't really lose any money on it mm. no no i mean that's I mean, probably what it would have cost you near enough new at the same time yeah yeah exactly exactly but you know dear listeners if anyone is interested obviously there's only been the one picture but do get in touch if uh if you are interested obviously i'll do it do a put his signature deal. all over it <laughs> there you go guitar <laughs> <yeah>. nerds <laughs> i am just what should i do it should i scratch my initials into the back of it but but yeah so so to be honest that's that's really been me uh like this christmas just being absolutely locked away playing this incredible 59 les paul it really it actually tucked me up a little bit and maybe we'll talk about this a bit later but i've really been planning on buying a telecaster this year i was like you know all i need i need an all i need an all-rounder maybe we'll talk about this mm-hmm. later maybe next week i want an all-rounder guitar for kma video demos and for guitar nerds video demos because i want to do loads more this year but for me time time is a problem last year i ended up without enough time things suffered for me because i had my finger in too many pies doing too many different mm-hmm. things when i record demos of stuff i need certain things to be quick and easy to do one of them is not messing around trying to find the right guitar for the right thing so i just i want an all-rounder something that i'm going to be able to make a um you know a, a heavy rock tune i almost said metal then but i don't ever really play metal i sort of disguise heavy punk as metal and put everyone just down tunes to drop d and then they're just I, like, I play in drop d all the time anyway so it's 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 you know it kind of sounds like that if, if you play the right way but it's something that can do like heavy rock but can also do the nice sort of melodic stuff as well something that's mm-hmm. 
articulate and all-purpose not too thin but also not too mushy and modern mm. so and, and i thought probably a nice telecaster would be the solution i know that maybe you you might disagree with that matt i'm sure plenty of you disagree with that dear listener but i thought maybe a telecaster was the solution but having this 59 les paul here i'm a bit like well what does this guitar not do you know maybe a les paul is the solution for me yeah I, do you know what i i mean i do miss my les paul for that reason having two volumes two tones yeah. two humbuckers you know and especially paths they're they're not you know or that kind of style low output humbucker it's not like an emg or anything like that is it so it you know it does feel like you actually you can get a huge range of versatility out of that you know i know talking to um to stuart somebody and you know making like overwound teddy pickups that are like fat humbuckers or humbuckers that are like just overwound single coils realistically yeah um so i think you know realistically gibson fender they kind of got it right early on <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yep that'll do um yeah. hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com. And remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I guess, you know, they do all sound inherently different, but, but Les Paul was just going to be warmer. It's going to be fatter in some ways, potentially more, you know, all round, you know, cause I certainly find that strats. I, I much prefer the neck pickup. I prefer, you know, the in-between positions for the stratty stuff. But if I want a kind of big beefy all round sound, that's why I'll go to something like the Nick Huber, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to. Uh, I love the sound of a strat. I, I thought a lot about making a strat the 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 one guitar that I have, but I agree. I think I would mi- miss some of the beefiness that you can get. And mm-hmm. and before you say it, dear listener, I'm not getting an HSS strat because that is sacrilege. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, you get you the Dave be- Murray signature. <laughs> Yeah, Floyd Rose, HSH or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, strats have to have three single coil pickups, so it has to be has to be something else. I, I just kind of feel like humbuckers make better all rounders than single coils, but 
but I know, I know that's the opposite of what I was just saying about having a telly. But tellies do sound good in all situations. I don't know. I don't know. Make suggestions, dear listener, and maybe we'll talk about it next week. I'm trying to find a, a, a good all rounder for, for everything. Best all rounder. Yeah, well, I mean, doing, doing the setups, I was playing the Baja again, and I was like, oh, maybe we just need to go back to Baja and Blues Junior. <laughs> They are good. I mean, I used the Blues Junior. I used the the speaker for a Blues Junior on a demo that we'll play later in this episode. But yeah, I, di- I I don't know. I need uh, I need help, dear listener. I need to I need to find a solution. But uh, maybe 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 we were right the first time with the uh, maybe it's a telly. It's a telly with a humbucker. It's a modded telly. A Blues maybe Junior. A telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's obviously it's the a PRS custom. Tremonti. <laughs> we'll see. We'll no, see. The the only downside of the Les Paul is, of course, that it falls off your lap, and uh, you know I'm I'm playing at a desk. You know, what you don't have a strap time. even when you're sat at home. Uh, I, do you think I should just get put a strap on? <laughs> I should, <laughs> do you think I should just put a strap on the guitar uh, and and that would be the solution? Maybe that 100%, is the solution. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, just just play that for as long as you can. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Before That's someone cool. buys it, and then yeah. when they buy it, and they're like, "How much have you played this?" And you're like, "Not enough." <laughs> um, that will always be the answer. It's very good. Yeah, no, I I do miss having a proper two humbucker Les Paul certainly. So maybe you have got the ideal guitar there, Joe. Maybe need to go and get like a a Les Paul standard or a Les Paul yeah. traditional. I know. I was looking. I was looking. I was looking at like how much money would I have to spend because I looked at the tribute and the tributes their cheapest Les Paul that looks like a Les Paul it's a thousand pounds but doesn't have binding and I can't get behind that the Les Pauls don't look right unless they got binding around the edge so so I don't know so that would then lead me towards a very expensive range I'm getting a bit of a tax rebate about five hundred quids coming back to me. Nice. Um, so you know, I don't mind topping it up with another five hundred, but I really don't want to. Uh, <laughs> considering the amount of guitars I have, I don't want to drop really much more than mm. you know yeah. a, a grand. But but we'll see. I I, I want to see what the what the listeners have to suggest. I did actually think about the Epiphone Les Paul since they've sorted out that headstock Epiphone Les Paul standard. I, I put some proper pickups in it, and you know, well maybe we'll um, we'll come to that in uh question of the week yeah yeah maybe we will well yes that's uh that is true in fact let's uh let's talk about that now in fact so question of the week dear listener is what we're going to be dealing with continue uh continuing to deal with over on our patreon special episode so uh dear listener as you'll know or not if you're new if season four is your first foray into guitar nerds after we finish this episode matt and i will head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where there's an extra episode every week and we'll be answering a question that's asked commonly on our facebook group on the guitar nerds group although um you can get hold of us if you've got a question you you think you'd like us to answer um or just a a topic for discussion on the patreon you can of course dm us on instagram um or you can email us on info at guitarnerds.net or ask it to the community on facebook 
uh, on the Guitar Nerds group. And that, this week, is exactly what John Bai has done. I feel like John Bai has had a million questions answered, but he always asks such good questions. So I think we'll deal with that. John Byers said, and this is what Matt and I will discuss on the Patreon episode after this, John Byers said, so... 2023. I don't know why I said it like that. So 2023 (laughs) is likely going to be tight for most people money-wise, seemingly counter to the boutique high-end trend in the music industry. What do you hope we'll see more of from manufacturers? I'd love Fender to take another go at its pawn shop series, especially the amps. So that's the question we're going to be dealing with um over on our patreon episode and yes as i say dear listeners if you have topics do let us know and we'll uh, we'll answer them there um it's uh, it's actually time matt i think for our first new jingle believe it or not hit me joe yeah are you ready because it's time for the news dear listener It's the news. <laughs> it's story of the week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. So it's news of the week. Uh, we are going to limit this to, to just one article, I think. Maybe maybe we'll talk about more. But we're only going to talk about one thing, I think. This week, what are we going to choose, Matt? I think I think we should talk about our friend Matt at Mataverse Electronics, a brand that we have in one way or another, supported since their very first product, I think. I think Matt, yeah. if I remember rightly, uh, Matt was an early listener of the show and sent it, sent you something, Joe. I think we did a demo on it really early on. If yeah, I yeah. he sent us a bunch of stuff throughout the years as well, kind of yeah, mo- most of his new products. And they're always good. They're always innovative. Um, and yeah. Well, they're uh, always just different. You know, and I think that's that's I think what we've always appreciated about Matt uh, at Mattaverse is that it's you know it's kind of it's fun, it's quirky, it's not just another tube screamer type thing. Yeah. Um, and his latest project, the Flora Vault, is a delve into madness, pedal making madness. This is, I mean, he's done some bonkers stuff in the past. Like the air trash was essentially a circuit that didn't work properly that he put in a pedal. So it made, you know, like a, a really incredibly unwieldy sort of fuzz circuit that I thought was mad, but this, this absolutely kind of takes the biscuit, right? The floor revolt is what he's called it. Yeah. So the floor revolt is a fruit slash vegetable powered effect pedal. This my friends is not a joke um i think probably more of a science project for american kids than english kids joe but making a clock out of a potato potato powered clock Um, yes i can't say that's anything i've ever done no but you always see it in like movies and that don't you yeah yeah they're always americans at school they're always making a clock out of a potato or dissecting a frog that seems to be what they learn over there Exactly. So this is um, basically to power the floor revolt, you simply squash or push a fruit or vegetable onto the silver and copper pegs. And this forms a 
basic, simple organic battery that powers the pedal circuit, depending on the fruit or vegetable. Uh, it is capable of everything from starved distorted tones to mild overdrive and low gain crunch. Most fruits or vegetables provide very little voltage, uh, so the maximum volume output is really close or to slightly above unity gain. Uh, works really well with a variety of apples, bananas, potatoes, and citrus fruits, but it's not guaranteed to work with every type of fruit. Um, mm. Not a joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much juice. Yeah, it works. It works well on guitar or bass. But he says he especially enjoys it on synths and drum machines. And I think that's because what we're really talking about here is a lo-fi pedal. You know, this is as as he says, this is gonna. You know, that they provide very little voltage. So what this pedal really is is kind of a starved fuzz. It gives you that starved mm-hmm. fuzz sort of sound. That almost uh, a similar sort of thing to heavily gating a fuzz, I guess. Yes, yes. I think it's that kind of like fuzz factory-esque idea of kind of biasing, um, but rather than, you know, feeding in nine volts and biasing it down, you're physically going, let this potato do it for me. Um, (laughs) You know, I I would say, I guess, kind of like the uh, Ranger FX mini bar, but, you know, kind of the... Fluidity that was the one that you could take a slash in and and it would yeah uh, basically yeah. the different levels of i was trying to put it in a much nicer more scientific <laughs> method but the fluids that you dotted into the cup of the pedal <laughs> varied the um i think it was like basically a light sensitive right it was like a photo cell and obviously the thicker the liquid the more light. so it depended how much you'd had to drink that day so yeah exactly in your case it was always jet black um <laughs> So I guess, yeah, sim- a similar idea that's, I guess, kind of quirky and kind of cool. Are you going to put it on your pedal board? Probably not. Are you going to whip it out in the studio and make some fun sounds with it? Absolutely. Is it something you should buy your partner as a gift? Absolutely. Because it's also only $149, which I think is still incredibly reasonably well priced for a lot of compared to a lot of other boutique pedals i love it um, i think it's great i think it's a great idea i wonder if that i wonder if it works with more than fruit and veg does it have to be fruit and veg are there any other things that you eat that have electricity in them uh a burrito um <laughs> a potato clock yeah converting chemical energy into electric energy which is you to pay the potato clock I'm trying to have a look to see what else you could you could use but um well now it's just giving me recipes for a sausage and potato baguette yeah <laughs> I see, um I see. well but but yeah i don't I know, know. I, I guess think anything yeah no it, it sounds fun i think it's definitely something i want to have a mess around with i'm going to get one um just because everything metaverse do are always good they're always well built and they always sound good and this is just it's ridiculous i want to i want to plug a banana in to a pedal yeah oh but I don't Tofu, know. Would that work? I don't know. I'm going to find out, though, aren't I? You are going to find out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, another another crazy um, another crazy invention for Matt Mattverse. Look forward to more. Is is this a sign of things to come at Nam, Joe? Are we just going to see potato powered everything at Nam? Where is can this? We- the- is this the Tesla of, of guitar <laughs> pedals? Is this going to be like the revolution in electric Shit. vehicles, but in terms of electric guitar pedals? Where can he go from here? On, on, you know, like a scale of mad pedals. I don't know. I well, don't I don't know. know. Maybe that. But I want to find out. 
Maybe, yeah. Well, I think the the Pigtronics Candelabra thing probably still has it. Oh, the Zvex. The oh, is it Zvex, um, not Pigtronics? Zvex. Yes, the yeah, I think it was Candelabra or whatever. It was that yeah. light powered vibrato pedal, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that that was wonderful. Um, an actual mechanical dear listener. I'm sure you saw it when it came out, but if you didn't, look it up. The uh, the Zvex Candelabra. Yeah, as as Matt says, light light. Uh, powered so you so i think you literally lit it did you like light a flame and then it's got mechanical parts that will uh you know will hide or reveal light in different ways which will affect the signal that uh the the candela vibrophase is the world's first candle powered guitar effect designed for the fans of the 1800s uh (laughs) yeah pretty pretty damn mad i don't think it was it was at Na- it was at a nam show and not a nam show that i was at unfortunately uh 2016 that came out you can buy it price upon request uh if you wanted to um but yeah well uh, mentioning zvex there not a brand i've seen a lot of uh in the last <sighs> few years they're sort of still out there but i wonder if we'll see anything new from uh from zvex at any at any point they must still be selling an absolute bucket load of fuzz factories <laughs> I mean, yes, I assume that is, you know, still kind of what they sell an awful lot of. They they made all their pedals vertical, didn't they? Now, you yes. Know, so so everything everything looks normal now, it, which is a good move, I guess, for how much people care about pedalboard real estate now. But there's just mm-hmm. there's something there's something there's so much identity basically to their old. Um, mm. their old their old pedals but yeah. you know yeah they, they, they there's been the woolly mammoth god that was a great pedal wasn't it the woolly mammoth seven um yeah that, that i mean a, that was a they had some, they had some, well and they still do have some great stuff but yeah not seen a new pedal from zvex for quite some time yeah no well let's uh let's uh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna buy a zvex that's maybe that's what i'll do with some of this who uh, who knows what's going to happen this year joe We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, but yes, anyway. So that that was the news. Um, Matt and I n- now we're going to do uh, a bit of a new section, dear listener. It's uh, it's time for show and tell. Show and tell. That's right. And show and tell means we're going to talk about something that we've actually been trying out, something that we've been demoing this week. And as we discussed on uh, a previous episode, an episode just before the end of the year, um, I can't remember how we got onto this, but Matt, I think you showed us Emprise Amps. that have been quite the talk of the Facebook group since then. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I reached out to the... Um, to Emprise, or you know, we started speaking at uh, Philip. I hope it's Philip. I'm I hope I'm remembering right. I haven't got my email in front of me. <laughs> um, at Emprise from the London International Guitar Show. Um, oh, is that where you met them? Yes, that yes, was it. Down at the um, the race course, whatever it's called. Um, and yeah, sort of saw them there. Instantly caught my eye. Any amp that is sort of is in amp head form that's in Tolex that looks cool and vintage. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in. Um, so we had a bit of a chat, dropped him an email and said, look, it'd be great if we could demo some stuff for the podcast. Uh, picked out a couple of models that I thought would suit me and Joe and uh, they sent them over and uh, we've been trying them over Christmas. We've got them until the Birmingham guitar show. Yes. And um, yeah, I think, they're absolutely well you know joe you'll talk about yours in a minute but i'm blown away by how good these 
these are. Not only that, obviously the value that they are as well, which is something we'll get into. But well, that's that's and, it, isn't it? As a as a brief refresher, very quickly. Uh, sorry to cut in. Uh, no, no, enterprise no, amplification for our listeners. We're talking about UK hand built point to point wiring. Um, at incredible prices, as in at the same prices that you buy a normal Mexican-built fender amp. Um, so this is, uh, yeah, the, the remarkable quality versus price ratio from this brand. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, M Prize E M P R I Z E M Prize amps based in York in the UK um, make kind of you know amps based on kind of classic. Uh, sort of Fender or Marshall models. Uh, they've got about 369, 12, 15, 18, 21 different models that you can choose from. And he said he does a whole range of customizations as well. Um, so he sent us two amps. The one that he sent me was the Mirage. That's the one that I was sort of like, looks the coolest. And we talked about it a lot at the show. So the Mirage is a two channel extremely loud 18 watt el84 driven amp with two distinct voices so you've got a rhythm channel um which is the kind of classic british sound based on the vox ac30 uh and then the lead channel is the more pronounced mid-range to cut through the mix and then what i really love about this is that you have a scalable power control so it's like a, a continuous control oh, that goes so much zero better to just 10 to rotary yes rather than want. just like click switches um so obviously you can get great sounds at like bedroom levels effectively um and it's an absolute beast the hands down i would say the best kind of classic drive sound out of an amp i've ever had um because yeah because you can you know it's not about you know, on the rhythm channel, you've just got volume tone. It's not about turning the volume to 10 and then scaling the power back to one and going, I'm literally killing this 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 amplifier right now. It's about finding that balance between, you know, volume you can have at home and, and driving, physically driving that, that preamp. And it just sounds so good. It is basically Brian May in a box, a much more... I, I would say in some ways a, a a Vox that you can handle. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's not a big combo. You can plug it into your own speaker. The power scaling allows you to drive it but have better sounds at home volume. 18 watts is a nice amount as well. It is. It's very loud. It's very loud. And it's it's punchy without being like overly spiky or bright. So I was running it into an oversized 1x12 with a cream back. Right. Um, and it just drives really nicely. But the great thing is on the rhythm channel which is more like the voxy top boost um by dialing the volume back and opening up the power you've got a much chimier um sort of big clean sound to it as well but overall i'm like actually if you wanted a vox like to me i'm like this is this oh. is like better in some ways i just quid? i just love it 1300 pounds yeah. i think these retail at as well 1299 is the starting price hand built point to point wiring as they say, ultimate tone. So that one's two EL84s, three AX7s, and then um, they do a head version or a combo version. Different um, finishes if you want them, but the Mirage is, uh, yeah, for me, uh, an absolute killer. We'll talk about some of the other models in a bit, but Joe, maybe you should talk about what uh, what you got. Yeah, so I got the Mini Haxby, which is um, which is an exposed valve 
tiny little almost desktop uh sized head but it is an an, an all valve affair so 12 watts um with two 6v6 power tubes runs at four or eight ohms out of the back so it like designed for super chimey cleans harmonically rich overdrive but this i mean it, it says on the listing for this studio use and can be used in small gigs this thing is loud. It is extraordinarily loud. So I recorded a little bit of the of the Emprise Mini Hexby that we'll play to you. And th- I think I had it on two. And at two, it was... I mean, I know I'm recording in a home, so the volumes are dipped, but I don't have to worry that much. I only have neighbours on one side. I'm further away from that, and they're very understanding. I really do dime the amps as much as I can, but there was no way for me to mic up the the amp any louder than i was going without you know sort of dealing with stuff shaking in the room it really was a very loud (laughs) amplifier so uh like for 12 watts this is fully gigable and fantastic obviously you can plonk it on your desk run it into something like a two notes which actually that was my original plan i was going to run it into my two notes captor x but um but i've lost the power supply (laughs) for my two notes captor x now as was confirmed on the podcast, I think during Gear of the Year, the two notes Captor X actually the load box works anyway without the power. What you lose right. is that access to all the stuff, so you wouldn't have yeah. it wouldn't have a cab sim on it or anything. But it's still, in theory, a straight up load box. Nonetheless, I'd only heard this from you know friends so when i was plugging this in like that i was so scared i was gonna blow up this head <laughs> but it, it it did it did work but i don't know if there's i don't know if i've, I've broken my two notes to be honest it really it, it didn't it didn't sound amazing going direct through so i was like right well the only cab i have here at the moment was actually my blues junior because you can well it's you, you can pop the you get you can get to the you can get to the speaker cable just about and, and pop that out and run it through there so i've got my jensen um uh, 12 inch speaker in the in the little blues junior the limited edition tweed model um so i just hooked it up like that mic'd it up with a with a lua amp obviously this is dead simple two channels um a lead channel and a rhythm channel both just a both the same both running just a, a volume and a master tone control so there's nothing else to this and it's very loud it's very very clean so it's also you know a perfect pedal platform but kind of bland i guess to listen to it on its own so i i ran uh, a little bit of reverb through it um to just liven everything up a little bit but here's here's what it sounds like and then we'll we'll talk about it a bit more after that Thank you. 
There it is. If you listen carefully, I think you can actually hear the click track <laughs> in the background. Ah. So I was running it through monitors, not on headphones. When I was and were you um, playing plane. your Les Paul at that point? Uh, so that was, yeah, that was the true historic 59 Les Paul going straight into the Emprise Mini Haxby, out into the uh, 12-inch Jensen of the Blues Junior, mic'd up with the same microphone that we record our podcasts with, Matt, the, oh. uh, uh, the, the Lewitt... 440 um very good all-rounder microphone that you'll find i think most most of the guitar podcasters are using uh at the moment uh because they're fantastic mics and also because obviously dan pilver from microphones is is an amazing (laughs) um so with 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 the with the mini haxby then joe what what did you find the difference between the lee channel and the rhythm channel was there kind of more drive because obviously you know, it's just volume tone, isn't it? So there's yeah. no power scaling or anything. So you've, as you say, so loud, you've really got to crank it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so they were both like, they were both very, very clean, very chimey, very thendery kind of channels. I wasn't a hundred percent sure on what the difference was, but maybe I need to explore the amp a little bit more. I spent most of my time on the lead channel, and it was, uh, I guess, maybe arguably. I don't know if I'm imagining it or if it is what it is, but arguably felt a little brighter, a little cleaner. That was the neck pickup, by the way, on the on the on the Les Paul for that one. Mm. Um, but like brittle, bright Fender tones. That's what this offers: insanely clean, loud Fender tones for six hundred and eighty nine pounds, hand built point to point wiring. Is- you know, for someone uh, who I don't think it's his full-time job to do this, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super impressed. Um, I, as well, I don't know if the switch is on the back because there's no pictures on the, the website, but it also says switchable negative feedback and channel jumping as well. So I don't know if you've messed around with that, Joe. Maybe you can have a play around and report back. But it would be quite cool if yeah. you could run one channel into another and kind of drive it that way as well yeah i think i'm going to spend a bit more time with it uh this this week i I recorded that that demo earlier um earlier today actually because i sort of got carried away making uh jingles (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah i'm going to spend a lot more time uh with it i i really i can't fault it i can't believe the price versus the the incredible tone and the volume certainly certainly if you want a fender amp if you want a clean pedal platform even I, mm. I I think you'd be hard pushed to find anything on the market better than the Mini Haxby. I thought it was yeah. For, no, for I, I think in terms of that, in terms of that, you know, there is very little now in that lunchbox mm. market, uh, and a lot of them do. You know, a lot. Of, you know, if you like, you say if you want more of that kind of Fender esque bright, chimey, clean sound, it's like yeah there isn't there isn't much and i think if you want to step up from something like a blues junior but maybe not the power of a hot rod deluxe i think this could be a really good option um definitely worth checking out emprise amps on on their site they do a huge range of products um everything from the kind of like early five watt vibratramp style all the way up to um you know you've got things like uh black panel princeton's deluxes uh, they do kind of Vox style amps, and then you've got all the kind of classic 5E3 circuits, all the way up to sort of the classic 5E3 deluxe. Uh, and then they also do things like Plexi, Plexi Lead, and um, 
you know, martial-esque type things as well. And all of those can be selectable in heads and cabs with Ugh. a range of different speakers. So, yeah. you know, you can you can really customise everything. I think if it was me, I mean, I love the drive sound on the Mirage and you can get some really good clean sounds. But I'm super keen to hear um, something probably, I would say something like the Stanford. Oh, um, that was the one I was looking at, the brown panel... Yeah. Uh, deluxe, yeah, so this is like it? the yeah. brown panel deluxe. So you've oh, got a GZ34 um, uh, Rect 5 valve with two 6v6s, but what you have got on this is two channels, both with um, a kind of universal speed and intensity vibrato, yeah. um, which is very cool. The Hemsley looks cool as well. That's more like just the standard Princeton reverb, which is what I would... I know you should have amps that are very different, but I love my Morgan <laughs> PR12, which is a souped-up Princeton with a reverb circuit, and I'd be like, well, I'd just have a, something similar. So you know, I think even it, like a Helmsley in a head would be super cool. If you were going down the Princeton route, though, they do, Emprise do also do the Monarch, which is the brown panel 62 Princeton, so the early 60s one. With just yes. the, you just get a volume, a tone, a speed, and... Uh, I can't, can't remember what the other control is on it. I think it's just that, isn't it? Intensity. It's intensity, speed and intensity. Yeah. Four controls. Yeah, That's what you want. That's what you want on a Fender style amp. Yeah. Simplicity. They have got a lot of really cool stuff. A lot of really cool stuff. But yeah, we'll we'll keep trying. I'm sure we'll report back again over the coming weeks. And uh, he will also be at Birmingham Guitar Show. So if you're going to be at Birmingham Guitar Show, do check him out. Said that guitar nerds sent you and then go and Birmingham, buy your UK. Own Birmingham UK Birmingham UK not, yeah not, not Birmingham Alabama, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. and give them a, a follow on uh, on YouTube they've got a few videos on there definitely get worth getting a good idea of what these things can do yes yes absolutely well uh you know we we're, we're drawing towards the end of the episode um now so you know but kind of before we go and head over to the patreon I want to talk about something else that we're going to do actually dear listener for uh for some of our patreon supporters for our top tier our top tier of patreon supporter is $10 a month now they'll get their names lovingly read out at the end of each episode this week but we're starting something uh new just for them. Uh, <laughs> I've made a jingle for it as well. Uh, we're going to call it Spin the Wheel. Spin the Wheel. Spin the Wheel. Spin the Wheel. Don't worry, dear listener. I'm not going to play these jingles every week. I just got really, really carried away and <laughs> had a lot of fun making them. But but yes, we're, we're talking about spin the wheel. So what we're going to do is I've popped all of our top tier, $10 tier listeners' names uh, into a big wheel. And uh, every week we're going to spin that wheel and we're going to, uh, the wheel is going to present us with a winner. And whoever that one person is, is going to get sent a lovely Guitar Nerds tote bag goodie bag. That goodie bag is going to be changing throughout uh, throughout the year, throughout the series, as we're sent more stuff. It'll be a mystery bag, so, you know, it, who who knows what it'll include, but it'll certainly include some fun little Guitar Nerds things. And on top of that, dear listener, if your name gets read out, 
you will have the choice to decide a topic that Matt and I will discuss in the following week's episode. So the podcast essentially becomes yours. So we're going to spin the name. We'll spin the wheel. We've got like 65-ish people in our top tier. So uh, so that's more episodes than there are in a series. So not everyone will get chosen. Potentially, it will be the same person every week because it's all the names. <laughs> not removing their names if they get chosen. It's, uh, it's the same wheel. So here it comes. The wheel is spinning. It is spinning. You'll have to take my word for it, dear listener. Uh, you need a jingle for the spin, surely, I, did, I should have had a, I should have. That's when I should have played the uh, spin the wheel jingle. Okay, so this week, in fact, that's what I will do. I will, I will play in the future, dear listener. I'll play the that wonderful spin the wheel jingle whilst I'm spinning the wheel. The wheel has landed. Eric File, you are the winner of the first ever, the maiden voyage of Guitar Nerd Spin the Wheel. You'll have a goodie bag winging its way to you, and you get to choose if you want to get in touch on Patreon or anywhere else. Let us know what you'd like us to discuss at some point next week. Then we certainly shall. Whew, well, uh, well, that that is all exciting the time. times. It is exciting times, Matt. It is indeed. That is all the time we've got on this week's episode of Guitar Nerds. If you'd like to get in touch with us to ask a question or for any reason at all, if you have a company uh, that you think we should be checking out, or even if you are a company, a brand, a luthier, etc., do reach out. We reply to all our mail, sometimes with nude photos. You can email us at info at guitarnerds.net. You can DM us on Instagram. Ask in the open forum on our Facebook group, the Guitar Nerds group. If you're a Patreon supporter, then contact us through Patreon. We're heading over to Patreon to talk uh, about this week's question of the week. You can join us there. Visit patreon.com forward slash katanas for all the info on how to sign up to support our charming community, which you can do for as little as a dollar a month. Thank you for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Goodbye. And before I go, I'd like to thank all of our um, top-tier Patreon backers uh, for being so wonderful. Because, of course, without you, uh, this this wouldn't be a, an, an option for us to continue doing. So thank you very much to Dorsonic Pickups, Suresh, Chris Franklin, Anton Fryer, Barry Gresbick, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, Joran Brown, Andy Hoffler, John Conaway, Russell Healing, The Studio Rats, Peter Pesce, Ty Allen, Yogi the Guitarist, Sean Hughes, Brian Hansen, Eric Emmer, Jeffrey Wax, Brian Einsler, Gavin Van der Linden, Andy Mandley, Mark Hizau Kadawaki, Simon Milbourne, Stuart Robson, Eric Vile, Joe Puttick, James Dore, Abe Matthews, Kytopia the Band, Ross Edwards, Stephen Burke, Dave Lee, Jake Grace, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Losith, Derek Richard, Blake Wyland, I said Derek Richard, Derek Rich, apologies, Steve Merkel, Rob Nordvik, JD Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Robin Smith, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, and of course, with his very, very broken leg, Moog Gravit. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.